0: Coming up in this episode of Abundantly Charged, what's the difference between teaching and telling, and how does facilitating really empower excellent teaching? Stay tuned.
1: Welcome to our second season of Abundantly Charged. We're your hosts. Dr. Grant Chandler, CEO of Students Matter, and Jill Lewis, CEO of Brilliance and Beyond. As we begin to think about life on the other side of a global pandemic, we realize that everything in life is forever changed. We are all in the midst of creating new routines in all aspects of our lives, from how we shop to how we socialize to how we travel and spend our free time. We are contemplating new ways to think about how we integrate work and home, and even how we educate our children. We've learned our children cannot and should not be measured on high-stakes tests alone. There are multiple ways to connect with our students, and we need to move away from a one-size-fits-all approach to teaching and learning. We need to engage our students in pedagogy and experiences that respect each student's human desire to learn and that the cultivation of curiosity and wonder in our curriculum and in our instruction invites each of our students to experience profound relevance and connection to the people and the world around them. Join us as we explore how to cultivate wonder and curiosity in abundantly charged classrooms.
0: Hello and welcome to Abundantly Charged. I'm Dr. Grant Chandler. And I'm Jill Lewis.
1: And together, Grant and I are very excited to welcome you to the second season of this podcast.
0: Today in episode three, we're talking about shifting to a facilitator role in the classroom versus the traditional role that teachers have used for years and how this shift creates opportunities for curiosity and wonder within the classroom.
1: Grant and I define curiosity as a strong desire to explore something that is interesting, challenging, and relevant to your life. And wonder is a way to think about, to study, to explore something that is interesting, challenging, and relevant to your life. Now, over the past few decades, the phrase like sage on the stage has become a way to describe the lecture delivery methods of teaching. It also implies how power is distributed within the teacher-student relationship, and that power is usually the, the teacher's, right? Now, what it does is it denotes a deficiency implication by believing the only way for students to learn is by pouring the knowledge and beliefs of the teacher into the student's minds. This model of instruction squashes student curiosity and wonder. It steals moments of learning from the student. And those small moments add up to big moments into a lifetime of lost moments of thinking, questioning, and wondering. Wow,
0: Jill, let's explore this distinction for a moment between telling and teaching, right? Because if I am... Up in front of the classroom, and I have 20 or even 30, or hey, sometimes I had 37 or 38 students <laughs> in the classroom. And if I'm doing all the all the talking and I'm doing all the heavy lifting, then I'm really telling students about knowledge. I'm not teaching them uh about you know about that knowledge and to and to grow that knowledge. Students learn by investigation. They learn by doing, by surfacing their thinking, talking about academic content, exploring changes in their thinking and making their thinking and those changes in thinking very public. It's virtually impossible to facilitate learning by investigation, by doing, etc., cetera, when the teacher is leading and doing all the work you know, we call on select students. We might even want to assign and engage them in a, in a short collaborative activity because we don't want to be telling all the time. But still, even when we do that, it's mostly us. It's mostly us as teachers doing all the work. It's controlled. It feels efficient. But let's be honest, it really doesn't work. Our job is to nurture and build cognitive function so that students, each each student can be an investigator.
1: When we think about that um, and we we pull in the cognitive function aspect of it, what we are also able to do when we give it back, give the power back to the students or give that learning to the students, they are then going to get the real-time feedback. They need that real-time feedback to improve skills, hone their thinking, and develop the top-notch products that demonstrate their learning, their thinking, and their new skill level. You know, when when we do that and when teachers allow that to happen, they go so much further than what we ever as teachers can imagine because we are not keeping them tapped into a specific box. We're allowing them to really showcase what it is that they can do. And oftentimes they completely blow us out of the water. Now we can't do this when we're doing all the telling and students are just following us. We have to be the ones to also follow them. You know, our students need real-time feedback to improve their skills, hone their thinking and develop that top-notch product that demonstrates their learning, their thinking and the new skill level. We need to provide those opportunities for students to be able to put their thinking into action. And we can't do that when we're doing all of the telling and the students are following us. As a facilitator of curiosity and wonder, student discoveries are made through guidance of learning. The facilitator of curiosity and wonder teaches us how to ask questions. They provide time to think about the answers, and they allow the struggle of processing information. That's where those neurons start snapping and working together. They deconstruct theories and reconstruct those same theories with new information. And students then can use their curiosities and their wonderments for deep learning, not just that surface level learning where they skate by what we could always Google to find out the information, but that truly deep learning that makes them question and wonder and continue to dig deeper for those answers to solve problems, to figure out how something works.
0: You know, th- you know when we, when we untether them from us, when we untether them from their desks and even from the classroom itself and just allow for that exploration to to emerge. What what an incredibly exciting place the classroom becomes for each and every student. How can teachers facilitate curiosity and wonder? And, And what happens when teachers do just that? We shift away from being the one talking to 30 students or 20 students or or whatever, to engaging in really exciting one-on-one conversations with each student. As a facilitator, they're able to observe and participate in academic conversations that students have with their peers, and they can guide and steer each student's exploration and discovery. You know, this simply, as you know, Jill, right, This simply doesn't happen in whole group instruction. We -hmm. have to rethink what it means to teach and to guide. So we spend the majority of our time interacting with students on a multitude of levels personal, social, emotional, and academic.
1: And, Grant, really that goes back to engaging the student in the learning process, which so often we aren't doing because we feel so wrapped up into how much we have to teach, how much we have to cover, the assessments that are guiding us, not necessarily even guiding us, but that's how schools are rated. When we look at that, when we teach students to engage, we're actually teaching students to think. We're we're looking at how do we pick apart information? How do we put it back together? How do we decipher what is important and what isn't, which is all things that are also part of the assessment aspect. And teaches kids, once again, to think so that they can respond in a way that is thoughtful. How can we do that? Well, we can provide ways for students to understand the world around them through experiences. Perspectives change when students experience life and not just do the piece where they sit and get. The world changes around them because they experience Life in a different manner. Learning must be interesting and it must be challenging and relevant to their lives. Now, it may not always be interesting where it's so like, oh my gosh, this is what I'm going to do this for the rest of my life, but they need to be able to engage with the information. We have to move away from the learning that is strictly academic in nature and connect to the learning that is bigger in the outside world, beyond the walls of the classroom, because what we know is the world is our classroom.
0: We have to make a point to wonder out loud. A facilitator of curiosity and wonder models their wonderings through the types of questions they ask themselves, I always imagine this as the top of my skull having a hinge, allowing me to open it up for students to peer in, well, that's scary, and (laughs) peer in at the inner workings (laughs) of my thoughts. Oh, those poor students. Most importantly, it is through hearing my thinking that will showcase what and how to do this. Just as we demonstrate high-power reading skills through a read-aloud, we have to demonstrate what it means, what it looks like, and what it sounds like. When students have that curiosity and put it into action, we're gonna call that a wonder aloud. Oh,
1: I love that. i I really do because I wonder. I mean there's so many ways that you can start that. I wonder. I'm curious about what would happen if if I were to open my head and you were to look into it, How would you see that processing happen? It may be very different than what someone else is thinking or how they process, but I want to show you how I think so that you can also then take that information. You can take that process and put that back into play. So when you are struggling, you have an idea of how you can work through that problem. And it's great because then you can offer those options for students to wonder aloud. So then it becomes this classroom of so many different types of processes that students will attach to and they will become better wonderers. Now, another way is to ask open-ended questions. You know, we use words like who, what, when, where, why, and how. And of course, those are our question words, right? But it also is dependent upon how you ask that question. Who is this and why is it important to know who this person is and what did they do that was so important? We transition to capture inquiry, it is the act of asking for information. And when it's an act, that means it's doing, it's it's a verb. It It is a doing word that we need to do that. And students must be the ones asking for information. They must be the ones to be the doers of wondering and the doers of capturing their curiosities.
0: So that's a really important distinction, because if I'm up there asking really good questions of my students, you know, hey, let, you know, and I'm helping and I'm exploring something. And, you know, just because I'm using those great words doesn't mean that I am allowing students to explore things that are interesting, relevant to their lives, because it's the students who should be asking the questions, right? We have to prompt thinking. And guide the investigation. When your students have a question, help them utilize the exploration process to find and make meaning of possible answers. Students learn what they investigate, what they do, what they talk about, both with themselves, with their peers, and with you, their facilitator of learning. And they learn from the products they create. Curiosity
1: and wonder must permeate every aspect of learning in our classrooms. Today, students' voice, autonomy and drive must dictate how, why and what we teach daily. When this happens, students engage and answer the big question. What in the world do I want to explore today?
0: Thank you so much for joining Jill and me today. Until next time, let's remain Abundantly Charged. Thank you for joining us in this episode of Abundantly Charged. New episodes drop every Tuesday afternoon beginning May 17th and running through June 28th. Jill and I will take a short break and we'll return with Season 3 in August. Join the Abundantly Charged virtual community, which launches July 1st. If you would like subscription information, email us at abundantlycharged@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Abundantly Charged is a production of Students Matter, LLC, and Brilliance and Beyond, LLC. Our show's theme music, Something Different, was written and performed by Revae and obtained through soundstripe.com. Like what you hear? Make sure you never miss an episode. You can subscribe to this podcast on either iTunes or Spotify, and it can also be found on our website at https colon forward slash forward slash abundantly dash charged dot captivate dot FM forward slash episodes. If you like our show, please leave us a review. We would love to hear what you like. Until next time, remember, let's remain abundantly charged.